Hey everyone, this is Anthony Fleming, Senior Pastor of Church Alive, praying that this message is fresh, real and powerful in your mind, your heart, your family, every part of your life. If you enjoy these messages, subscribe to it, share it with a friend to build their faith. God bless you as you lean in to the power and presence of God's Word. Why don't we stand to our feet? You doing good? You ready to pray? Thank you, ma'am. Hey, I wanted to mention as long as, uh, as well as that video, uh, I got an email this week from one of our partners who is Love and Care Ministry in India, and uh, our church was able to help them build three churches in India this year. Just saw those pictures, so can we give that a hand in that call? Come on, let's pray together. Father, I thank you for every man, every woman within the sound of my voice. I thank you for every person who'd watch online. I thank you for the kids in our kids' space right now. Lord, I thank you for Christmas. I thank you for the food we'll eat, the laughter we'll have. God, the good times we'll share and spread. And Lord, I lift up this moment. God, you know everyone's past, present, and future, and you are a present help. God, in every time of trouble, God, I lift up their faith to you that it might grow, that it might expand, that it might see, that it might um, engage more deeply in your word and your name. Oh, Holy Spirit, bless these moments. Help people see Jesus among all the singing, among all the speaking, among all the present time, God. I pray, help us see Jesus. Come on, pray this simple prayer. Say, dear Jesus, I ask you, speak to my heart. Change my life in your powerful name. And I declare today, by your grace, I can become all you desire in Jesus' name. Faithful Church said, amen. Come on, give the Lord a hand one more time. Praise God. You appreciate our worship team. Appreciate them. Grab your seat. Tell the person next to you what you're wanting for Christmas. Go. Good? How cold was it this morning? Woo! I'm from Australia. That's cold. I was walking my dog, and I felt like he looked at me like, you should have got a cat. I'm a dog lover, but this morning, I was like, maybe the cat lovers have got something. You know, the funny thing is about dogs, I think dogs think, hey, these people I live with feed me, love me. Provide for me, give me a dry house and pet me and take good care of me. You know what? They must be God. <laughs> you know what cats think? These people I live with feed me, love me, provide me, have a nice house for me. I must be God. <laughs> anyway, if you get offended at that, this ain't the church for you. My kids went uh, caroling actually recently, kind of almost by accident. My son and his friends uh, were kind of going to do it as a joke, and then they realized people pay you. 
And then so they went for like two hours, made 200 bucks. And I was like, you are going tomorrow. We, you're going to become professional carolers. And you're going to pay off my mortgage. You're going to pay for college. It's going to be a beautiful thing. My daughters were like, we want to go caroling too the next day. Took them caroling. And um, they only got to go for like 30 minutes. And they made like 44 bucks. And I was like, you're going caroling too. I think my dog was confused though, to be honest. I'm walking with them. And they're just walking up to houses, knocking on doors of people we don't know. And then just singing them songs. And my dog's like, ah, ooh. He, he didn't do that um, at all. But what was cool in the moment was um, these two ladies actually kind of said the same thing, elderly ladies, and they came up to my kids and was like, oh my gosh, you made my day, you made my week. They said this line, they said, this is what the world needs. This is what the world needs. Someone say that with me. This is what the world needs. Have you ever noticed, though, there's this big difference between what people want and what people need. You might want for Christmas a fancy watch, but what you need is socks. (laughs) You might want like the latest iPad or computer, but what you actually need is more face-to-face time with people, not FaceTime with people. Uh, You might want some or the latest perfume or cologne, but perhaps what you need is more time to be thankful for what you have so that your mind and your spirit has a sweeter aroma than just what you put around your body. What's Christmas all about? I heard one theologian say Christmas has four stages. The first stage is you believe in Santa. The second stage is you don't believe in Santa. The third stage is you work for Santa, and the fourth stage is you look more and more (laughs) like Santa. The theologian didn't say that. I just want to let you know, just in case you're confused. If I ask the crowd today what's Christmas about, we could shout out some words. I, I won't have us do that. But maybe you'd say joy or peace. It's, hey, it's about family. It's about giving, or Jesus is the reason for the season, or keep Christ in Christmas. Um, I want to make a, ta- a case today that Christmas can actually be summarized by two statements, four words in each statement, and it might surprise you a little bit when I first say this statement, but hang with me, I'm going to make a case today. Here's the first four words, the first statement, Christmas is actually about you. Like Pastor Anthony, I came to church today, and, and I'm not sure we're in church. <laughs> Don't worry, I'm going to make a case. Are you ready? Yeah. Luke chapter 2, verse 7 says this, And she gave birth to her firstborn son, and wrapped him in swaddling cloths, and laid him in a manger, because there was no place for them in the end. And in the same region, there were shepherds out in the field, keeping watch of their flock by night. And an angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were filled with great fear. Someone say great fear. fear. I hate how the media always puts angels as these cute little fluffy bunny type weird creatures, uh, cherubims, and when angels show up, you can tell they're bad to the bone, and you and I would freak out. Anyway, that's just a side thought. 
That's just an internal frustration that I just wanted to vent to you. It's cheaper than counseling. And uh, verse 10, and the angel said to them, fear not. Someone say, fear not. For behold, I bring you good news. Some say good news. Some say great joy. That will be for all the people. Verse 11, for unto who? You is born this day in the city of David, a Savior who is Christ the Lord. And this will be a sign for who? And you will find a baby wrapped in swaddling cloths and lying in a manger. And suddenly there was... With the angel, a multitude of the heavenly host, praising God and saying, glory to God in the highest, and on earth, peace among those with whom he is pleased. I find it interesting that four different times in one text of scripture that the angel includes this incredible invitation, but he personalizes the invitation. It's not just a general invitation like God loves the world or there's going to be a a present for the world. No, he says to the shepherds who are watching over sheep, he says, it's for you. Hear it again. I bring you good news for unto you. This will be a sign for you. You will find a baby. Christmas is about you. Christmas is to you. Christmas is... For you. Are you with me? Because Jesus didn't need saving. You did. I did. Jesus didn't need forgiveness. You did. I did. Jesus wasn't lost without a purpose, trying to look inside himself to find himself. You ever heard people go, I'm trying to find myself? I want to give him a mirror. There you are. Start looking in. Start looking up. Start looking at the star. Start looking at the divine botherings that God will give you. Jesus wasn't disconnected from his father. That's why Christmas is actually about you. If you look at the life of Jesus, even as a young man, as a 12-year-old young boy, he says, didn't you know I must be about my father's business? When he started his ministry, he knew exactly why he was on planet earth. He's the only man whose sole intention was to die. He was sent not so much to live as to die. And Jesus was always on purpose. Jesus never lost his purpose. Have you ever lost your purpose? Even if you were on purpose, you were kind of like, am I really doing the right thing? Jesus was so clear where he's going in John chapter 18. He says, for this cause was I born to testify to the truth. And then when he left planet earth, he gave his disciples and apostles a divine mission. Jesus was always on purpose. Christmas is about you. I love that the gift of Christmas is personalized. It's not a general gift to the Americans. It's not a general gift to the Australians, the Portuguese, the Brazilian, the Italians. It's not a general gift. It's a personal gift to you. Today, I'm wearing a personal gift. My wife gave me about three years ago, one of our best friends in all the world who will come over for Christmas Day. He's uh, pretty known in the suit world, men's fashion, does suits, does fancy shoes. Don't even go to him if you're not going to spend about $3,000 on a suit. Woo! 
My wife was like, hey, can you, we do some personalized shoes and can you give it to us a cost? He's a good friend, so he said yes. I'm wearing them today. Don't worry, I had a shower this morning. See, these aren't general shoes. These are personalized shoes. It's my initials, Anthony, my wife, Miriam. I got BR and Hope. It's the sign for my kids. And we put it together. So if you were to wear these shoes, you'd be like, what does that mean? Honor, respect. And one person said, brandy. Personalized shoes. Have you got personal with Christmas yet? Or is it general Christmas? Have you realized that God was specific when he said to the shepherds, it's for you? Or do you still think it's for your mother or your father? Or do you still think it's for other people who really need God? Oh, those people, man, in the third world nation, that guy who's addicted, he really needs God. But if you personalized Christmas, let me give you another statement. Someone say Christmas is about you. Second statement, Christmas is about presence. Maybe the six-year-olds were right. You remember when you were six, seven, eight, nine, ten, you're like, Christmas! How excited and pumped were you about Christmas when you were like seven? Christmas, 59 days. It's like Will Ferrell and Elf. Christmas! Santa's coming! Christmas is about presents. The Father's present to the world was Jesus. The Father didn't give second best or third best. He gave His best present, His Son, for the world. The Father's present to the world was Jesus. Jesus' present to the world was the cross, the place of crucifixion, the place where he shed his blood, where the the justice of God and the love of God could meet in one place. Have you ever looked around the world and just gone, the world is messed up? The world's got problems, wars and rumors of wars and diseases and just tragedies and all kinds of things. And you're kind of like, what's wrong with the world? Sin. But at the cross, God took the worst and shed his blood. And it was his present to you. Someone say to me. See, the blood of Jesus isn't for the person to the right of you or to the left of you. The blood of Jesus is for you. It's to make you whole. Jesus' gift to the world was the cross. But watch this now. When he rose from the dead, he actually comes and presents himself to the Father. And Colossians chapter 1 says this interesting line. It says, in Colossians 1, it says, verse 21, And you who once were alienated and hostile in mind, doing evil deeds, he has now reconciled in his body of flesh by his death in order to present you. Someone say you. 
in order to present you holy and blameless and above reproach before him. I want you to see this. God's present to the world is Jesus. Jesus present to the world is the cross. But then Jesus stands before the Father and he presents you holy and blameless through the grace of God. Paul describes it like this in Ephesians chapter 2. He says, it is by grace you are saved. That just means by grace you're forgiven. By grace you actually become dirty to completely clean. What am I going to do, pastor? I'm going to come to church more. I'm going to give up. What am I going to do? What am I going to give up? No, you're going to believe. You're going to receive. Like the shepherds believed and received. And all of a sudden... It was like they became diamonds. And Jesus presents you to the Father holy. It's like a perfect diamond. See, when Jesus, when the Father looks at you, he's no longer looking at your righteousness. He's looking at his righteousness. And his righteousness was perfect. And so 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 21 says, For our sake he made Christ to be sin." who knew no sin, so that in and through him we might become the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. The Father's present to the world is Jesus. Jesus' present to the world is the cross. But Jesus presents us to the Father through the lens of grace. But he doesn't stop there. Someone say, keep going. He doesn't stop there. Jesus, when he ascends to the Father, he sends what? He sends the Holy Spirit. In the Old Testament, the Holy Spirit was for certain people in specific times. He would come upon people and then leave people. If you know anything about the Old Testament synagogue and, and, and the, the tabernacle of Moses, there was the presence of God. Literally, the Shekinah glory of God would literally descend it and it would sit in one place. It was the Holy of Holies. And one dude, one time per year, could go into that place. And if he wasn't perfect, he could actually get killed. But when Jesus actually says on the cross, he literally looks at humanity, he dies for their sins, and then he says these three words. He says, it is finished and in that moment the price is paid and in that moment your debt my debt the sin is is paid for and the sign of god was the temple curtain torn top from bottom not bottom from top saying god is separating what was once separated now he's bringing it close and you can have emmanuel god with us every day are you with me the Christian's present. Someone say, I got a job to do. Come on, say, someone say, I got a job to do. But the Christian's present to the world is to carry the presence. No matter what your gift, no matter what your talent, no matter if you're dad or mum or single person or whatever age or stage you are, the Christian's present to the world is to carry his presence. So that eventually people start to see Jesus. Like Joseph did and like Mary did. What did Mary do? She conceived in herself the Holy Spirit. And she became a picture of what salvation is. Actually, when I say yes to Jesus, what happens? Jesus comes into my heart. Are you with me? And then I carry what? Jesus 
And if I keep walking with Jesus and keep talking with Jesus, what actually happens is I become a present to other people for them to see the presence of God. And everyone who serves in our church and gives in our church. And and just if you live a Christian life, do you know that you are carrying His presence? Are you with me, church? Christmas is for you. Christmas is for you. But Christmas is about presence. question is what did they do someone said they what did they do with the present from heaven there's four type of categories of people and how they responded to God watch this now the wise man sought his presence the shepherds believed and received his presence the crowd ignored his presence and Herod fought his presence And I reckon all of us find ourselves at different times of our lives, at different moments, sometimes being wise, but then sometimes being like Herod. Sometimes being like the crowd, kind of being too busy for Jesus. Sometimes being like the shepherds, believing and receiving him. And I wonder today, where you are, have you received the presence individually wrapped for you. You know, in the, in the book of Isaiah, it actually says that God has engraved his children's name on his hands. Engraved. Sometimes people treat grace and Christianity like it's a dollar store. Show up. Oh, it's cute sometimes. But dollar store gifts you kind of throw out after maybe six months or a year. But if you've met someone who's got a tattoo, how many know that they don't go away? And you better be wise what you tattoo on yourself. And sometimes people do important meanings and pictures of children and their wife and all kinds of stuff. And here's what's interesting about God. God engraves our name on his hands. That's how much God loves you. That's how much God loves you. I was in New York City on Wednesday night, got to see the Times Square Christmas um, pageant or whatever you call that thing, show, and there were some talented people there, really, um, i use the wrong word, good. Um, like some famous gospel singers were there, CeCe Winans was there, and, um, and they did an amazing, amazing job, and there were some talented singers, singers looking and they can just impress you, can't they? They, they can hit every note. And I was, I was like, wow, they can sing. They're gifted. They're talented. But it was interesting. At the end of the night, one of the pastors, actually the senior pastor there, invited this certain man up on stage. And, and I'd seen this man sing 25 years ago. And I still remember him particularly singing at this one Christian conference I went to 25 years ago. And he said, man, we didn't plan this, but would you come on up and would you sing everyone a song? And and this guy gets up there and, and he started to sing. And it was like all of a sudden I stopped paying attention to the gift. 
And I started noticing the presence of the Lord. It was like everyone was gifted. Don't get me wrong. Everyone was talented. But this guy, it was like he carried something different. He was carrying the presence of the Lord. And it was all of a sudden, it was like the atmosphere of the room just changed. I'm watching him and I'm like, oh, it's, it's not just about, uh, it's not just about the gift. It's about the gift being surrendered to the presence. And when your gift is surrendered to the presence, guess what? God puts his presence on your gift and then the kingdom of God expands. I'm going to have Chris come and sing this small portion of the song. Great is your mercy towards me. Your loving kindness towards me. Your tender mercy I see day after day. Forever faithful towards me. Always providing for me. Great is your mercy towards me. Great is your grace. Can you stand to your feet real quick? Come on, Chris. Great is your mercy toward me. these shoes they're not general shoes they're specific to me God doesn't just have general love he has specific love he has personalized his love towards you in the cross but you need to be like the shepherd believe it and receive it you need to be like the wise man seek it don't be like the crowd to dismiss it and definitely don't be like Herod and fight it all across this place we're gonna pray a prayer in a moment every eye closed
Imagine being the crowd. No room in the inn. The only reason there was no room was they undervalued the present. The only reason Herod fought against the king of all kings is because he didn't see the present. The wise man, they sought the presence. They found the presence. The shepherds believed it and received it. And maybe you're here today and you've never yet personalized Christmas. Don't wait another day. His mercy is for you. His love is for you. You might be like, you, you don't know my past. God does. He looked at the thief on the cross and said nine words to him. Today you'll be with me in paradise and it changes forever. God's mercy is bigger. God's love is bigger. Maybe you're here today and your faith is real and authentic, but it almost feels like it's been buried under sand and dirt and time and life and disappointments and heartaches and setbacks and maybe just sin and mess and it just feels like you just feel so distant perhaps dormant perhaps you feel far away the Holy Spirit He knocks on the door of hearts He doesn't barge it down He knocks knocks and Jesus said he'd come in if you'd hear his voice the presence of God is here so we're going to pray a prayer in a moment and I'd love to include you for some of you whose faith feels dormant and dead and far away for others who have never said yes, never personalized Christmas today, never personalized Jesus today, I would invite you to pray with me. Why don't we all as a church family say this together. Dear Jesus, thank you for your presence. Thank you for the cross. Thank you for your spirit. I turn to you today. I trust in you, and I ask you to forgive me, to cleanse me, help me walk with you, help me know you. From this day on, I declare, by your grace, I am a child of God. God is my Father, Jesus my Lord, the Holy Spirit my help, the house of God my house. I declare today, I am part of the family of God. With eyes closed all across this place. Did you make that decision today? Maybe for the first time ever, would you quickly raise your hand all across this place? Or secondly, you felt far away from God, distant from God. Would you raise your hand too? All across this place, raise your hand, raise your hand high long enough and high enough for me to see it. Thank you, sir. Thank you, man. Thank you, man. That's awesome today. 
Anyone else today? Thank you, sir. Thank you, sir. Thank you, ma'am. Anyone else today? Hands up all over the place. Praise God. Praise God. You can put your hand down. Father, I thank you for every hand, every heart, every man, every woman. I thank you for them today. Bless your people today. Strengthen their families. Strengthen their faith. Strengthen their hearts. Strengthen their vision. Lord, that they might carry your presence wherever, wherever we go, God. God, fill us where we might be dry or empty, I pray. Oh, Lord, let our hearts and our minds see you today in new ways and across this Christmas season, I pray in Jesus' name. Church of Life, can we celebrate those people who said yes to Jesus? Come on, let's celebrate them. Yeah, there's a party in heaven right now. That is your presence. The Lord today is giving your life and putting your faith and hope in him. So if that was you, if you did raise your hand to give your life to Jesus, we would love to give you this free resource. It's a gift from us to you. You can pick it up at our Next Steps counter. We'll have our, our team there handing these out. If you're online, you can text Connect 7 to 97000 and we will mail this. Our prayer team will be here at the front if you need prayer, want to receive prayer. But from Anthony and I, and our family and our Church Alive staff. Merry, Merry Christmas, Christmas. and yeah, we will you. see Pray you back you next God. Sunday. God bless you guys. See you soon. Bye-bye.
in one heart and mind Bid thou our sad deficiencies And flood the earth with heaven's perfect peace And flood the earth with 